0: Thanks for coming back to the Politipop podcast. This is part two of our two-part episode about the civil unrest that's sweeping the country, Black Lives Matter, the election, a little bit of everything that's, that's in the news right now and our feelings on it. If you haven't listened to part one, go back and do that. And hopefully you'll enjoy the episode. I'll see you at the end. Three,
1: two, one. Yeah, but it's, it's particularly people of color. So it's like, there's definitely a racism there. And I, I don't know... I don't know where that's coming from. Is it, is it because are there more, I don't know the statistics, maybe are more police officers white? Probably, you know, maybe that's a a statistic. Maybe, um, part of the training makes them feel like they have to be, uh, feel afraid of, of people that are black or, or, you know, I don't know where where it comes from, but it's, there's definitely racism there. And I don't care, you know, how much they can deny it. It, The facts are there. You know, the numbers are definitely going to back that up. We, you know, it, it it's just it's it's crazy man it's just crazy that it, it still happens and it happens so often
0: and it would be nice to just have people who are more uh worldly if i can say that like our friend who is a cop he he grew up in i think a pretty diverse area he has a diverse friends group he's got black friends and everything but there are people who go into these situations uh you know not even having a college degree or anything like not like i didn't i didn't learn my progressive views—I didn't learn about feminism or or racial inequality or any of that stuff until I went to college. That wasn't really something that we covered in high school. Um, you know, sure, I didn't consider myself racist, but still, I had like a lot of problematic views, and and those really got turned around uh, the moment when um I was taking a class on african american history and i saw people protesting the desegregation of schools and holding up signs and shouting out racial epithets and it like i remember crying in that moment and i was like oh wow like this this is what it's about now if everybody who became a cop got that same education i think things would just be different if they were, you know, sent to patrol very diverse areas, that would be different. I mean, I don't mean over-policing those areas because that is the problem also, right? Yeah. If you go, if if you only police a certain kind of area, 100% of the crime you find is going to be in that area, right? It, you know, people use the term good neighborhood, bad neighborhood. Oh, how much crime is there? Blah, blah, blah. It, it depends on the type of crime you're talking about. You know, you go to our hometown, how, how, many, how many problems do we have with uh with With opioids on Long Island in Suffolk County, like, in you know, where you and I graduated from a town over in Kings park, you know, so how do you determine a bad neighborhood then where we grew up that it's, you know, upper middle-class society right by the water, plenty of smiling white people. Like, you know, you, you don't, there's a farmer's market, you know, you don't, you don't think uh, about that being a bad neighborhood, but what kind of crime are you talking about now? You know, that's, that's it. When people say bad neighborhood, they usually mean neighborhoods of Absolutely, color yep. and they usually mean, you know, like, like a violent crime or gang crime. Um, you know, in some cases it's just, you know, having an ounce of weed crime, yeah. like, which, you know, isn't really a crime, but it's been used to jail. <laughs> Plenty of black men, you know, this, yeah. this stuff. Yeah. That, I mean, it's, you know, I want to say everyone knows it, especially R eight and a half. Listeners. I would hope I think so. I They're hopefully. Hope so.
1: But, I, you know, I, I agree yeah. and disagree with what you're saying. I you know, I think education is really Go important. Go for it. I think. Um, I learned a lot as well, you know, going to college, meeting different people. I think that's so important, you know, meeting different people. You know, my girlfriend educated me a lot on these things. So, you know, uh, getting yourself out there and, and away from your comfort zone can, can really help you learn these things. But, you know, I don't think education makes you a, a good or bad person either. You know, and, and some of these people. I...
0: Some very big racists are well educated. Yeah, I
1: mean, I, I think maybe some of this comes from, from, from the family from what they, they were grew, grew up being taught by family, you know? Like, you know, I, I knew for, I, one of my best friends when I was um, in elementary school was black. Like, I was friends with his him, his cousin, his family. So obviously, like, I didn't, you know, I don't consider my family a racist, my, me a racist. They were fine with it. My mom was friends with his mom, you know, things like that. But, you know, you, you there are problematic things that were still taught to me. That my my parents didn't, I don't know if they ever understood what, you know what I mean? Like, even to this day, I don't think they quite grasp it. Um, And and that's what I knew. And, you know, who I was growing up in in middle school and high school, you know, I, again, I didn't consider myself a racist, but so many problematic things that I did and said um, and reflecting back on it now, I'm embarrassed. You know, I'm really upset that I, I felt that way, that I thought that stuff was okay. Um, but it was it was taught to me, right? Like that's that's I grew up in a in a white household where they thought it was okay for these kinds of things. So I, I you know, I, I don't know. I think that's a big part of it. Um and again, I don't know if education is necessarily the make or break it. I think it can help. But like you said, there's some of the most educated racists in the world, you know, and like Yeah. I think they were just it was ingrained in them for their whole life and it doesn't matter what they learn, they're gonna still believe that. So it it's I don't know. You know, I don't know the answer. I don't think anyone really has the answer.
0: I think it's because it's a multiple choice. You know, it's, it's kind of not just A, B, C, or D, but it's E, all of the yeah. above. There's, you know, education is just a part of it. Uh, you know, police reform is a part of it. Ha- having a literal, like I said, that reckoning with racism that this country hasn't had. It's not a huge part of what our public schools teach. Um, and it's interesting how you said that you were raised in a white family. So, like, you had these racist beliefs, you know, not racist, but like ignorant, subverted, subverted yeah. inherent, Absolutely. ignorant. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like it was under there, even though you didn't realize it. And, you know, I did too. But, like, the weird thing is, technically, my household wasn't a white household. I was raised by a Dominican man, a man who has been mistaken for black many times in his life, many times. And you know, depending on once again how how much of a tan he has, he could be black. Yeah, he could yep. be considered black. There are Dominicans who are yes. black. You know, there there's there's a whole spectrum of Dominicans that go from the darkest darks to me. Like yeah, it's, it's pretty incredible, it, right? It is. And um, you know, but he had a lot of a lot of racist views as well. He would like do black voices and everything, um, you know, to I don't know why. I really don't know why. I remember there was an animated Martin Luther King movie we watched. Uh, 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 I never told anyone this story. Oh. All right. So there's an animated Martin Luther King film that we watched in fourth grade. And I wanted to go to Blockbuster and rent it and watch it at home. I remember, wow, uh, this is coming back now. So I wanted to go and rent it and watch it at home. This is when Blockbuster was around. And I remember the whole time my father is doing like Black Voice as Martin Luther King. And it was like, The most ridiculous thing. And like, I think he was doing it to try to make me laugh as a kid. But even then I was like, I was like, like, don't do that. That's not okay. And he was like, I'm Martin motherfucking Luther King and I have a motherfucking dream. And I was like, oh, at 10 years old, I'm like, that's, oh, that's not okay. It's not, it's not okay to do what you're doing there. Um, you know, even up to when I was when I was an adult, I went over to their uh to my parents' apartment to make uh like Chinese food because I used to work at a Chinese restaurant. And then like the like while I'm doing it, my father's like, all right, now you have to shout ching chong, ching chong while you're doing it. And I'm like, dude, for somebody who has openly experienced racism in your life, it's crazy how like you think it only goes to you. Like it's it's all around. He had racist views, his drug dealers were black. Like. You know, how are you going to welcome him into your house and then have weird racist thoughts about it? It's just, it, it, it's so weird. And they were nice guys, too. I remember one time they brought over, like, a Philly cheesesteak and the dude cut it off and let let my little fat ass have a They just it don't awesome. make drug
1: dealers the like they used to, you know?
0: They Honestly, they don't, man. It, it's not the same, like, good old, you know, homie touch <laughs> that we used to have at our drug dealers. Uh, you know, but my father, like, afterwards, he was like, oh, you know do you want to oh my god a lot's coming back now i actually forgot you're right about. oh boy yeah like it's coming up oh it's my the god longest episode no, he, of the he, whole
1: podcast here we go
0: hour 5 and that was when i realized that <laughs> <laughs> um no but uh but like i had this uh, a slice of this guy's philly cheesesteak sandwich and he was like and he was and my father was like oh like don't you think that's a little gross like eating from his sandwich and like he kind of implied and was going was black uh, I also got a Mets hat because I used to think I was a Mets fan uh, from from a black guy that my father knew. And he was like, oh, here, have my hat here. You know, you can have it. It was the new the new um, orange, blue and black logo, which I, I thought they were the coolest things when I was a kid. And my father was like, oh, like he might have lice or Jeez. something. Like, my dad was like really racist for being a minority himself. Yeah, yeah that's pretty and,
1: wild. That's pretty wild. Yeah.
0: And he spent he spent most of his life trying to fit in with white people.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think there's, you know, I, I, I've met your father. Uh, obviously, I don't know him as well as you do, but maybe that's, you maybe have. that's part of it. You know, maybe that's, that's trying to fit in and trying to be part of, you know, the, the, the culture that's in charge that, that's kind of running things. You know, and if he felt like he's more like a white person, then he would be accepted more. I, I don't know, you know, but that, that's sad. It's really sad to, to see. Someone like that, you know, feel that way and act that way when you know it's it's so clearly wrong, and if anyone should understand it, it would be him.
0: Yeah, you'd think. Um, you know, it, it was the, his whole life. It seemed to be kind of like he was an Uncle Tom. I know in his teenage years he would spend a lot of time with his friends, and you know, left his family multiple times just to spend time with his with his friends who were white. All of the girlfriends I saw him have were white. My mom was white, and that's why I am able to be white. Like, like it's an ability I have. I have a plus one whiteness score on my character my sheet. God. Um, <laughs> it helps with my armor class. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, like, he always seemed to be the kind of self-hating guy. When we had the Heritage Project in sixth grade and I wanted to, you know, everybody in my fucking class was Italian or Irish. I wanted to uh, do the Dominican Republic and make some Dominican food for my class. And he was like, no, just do the the Italian part. Just say you're Italian, because my mom was. And I'm like, oh, okay. But, like, I don't know, there's, there's been a lot I had to reconcile with uh, as far as my own racial identity goes. And, you know, even now is an interesting moment, because, like, I'm not sure if there's anything I can really do to help. Like, I can go out to these protests. I'm not sure if I'd be considered more of an ally or just somebody taking up space, you know, taking attention away from a message that's not mine to
1: have. I really, it's, it's, I do It's know. hard, man. I think um, we, we, we both listened to a, uh, a mutual podcast.
0: The Daily Zeitgeist for the uninitiated listeners. Yes, sorry. And, and one of the, the people on there,
1: Miles um, My, Gray, I think he says something really great. He said, it starts, you know, with you and it starts with, with you not accepting racism in the workplace, in, in your home, with your friends, with your family. And, and you know, when, when he said that, I really thought about it. And it, it really meant a lot to me because, you know, we talked earlier about how, you know, I grew up in a white household. There was a lot of things said and done that were racist. that I don't think anyone realized were that problematic. Um, you know, and, and over the years I've come to realize that, you know, there were jokes that I made in high school they were not okay, you know. And I reflect on it, and I'm like, I can't believe I used to say those kind of things and joke about those kind of things and about these people, you know. And like, it wasn't like, oh, this is racist. It was like, oh, it's so ridiculous. That's why it's funny. But even that in itself was racist, you know. And like, um, my my stepfather is is very very problematic.
0: What were some of those racist jokes you used to say? By the way,
1: just uh, you know, I don't remember anymore, <laughs> man. There. <laughs> I, you know it's like another <laughs> life another lifetime man
0: <laughs> all right tyler at 17 years old what do you get when you cross a black person with a latino person with a chinese person i don't know but i don't want him dating my daughter
1: oh, that was tyler not me 17. that was not me at 17
0: no that was not, that, not <laughs> that's actually from i oh, was that wasn't literally
1: me but close enough <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> um but uh back to your racist yeah, yeah but, you know i i've caught him saying things that were so fucked up and i called him out on it you know and yep uh we, we had full-on blowout fights where he threatened to punch me because he knew I was right i think <laughs> Ridiculous. you know like, like i would i would just break it down from him, like that's not true no this is why it's not okay to say that this is why it's not you know i dropped like fucking hard facts on him and he'd be like shut the fuck up i'll punch you right now you know and it's like it's like, wh- why is that your response? Violence. Why is violence your automatic go-to? Because you can't back up with your what you're saying, you know? And, and like, he said things like, my girlfriend is, is Hispanic and uh, her best friend is Turkish. Um, she knew a little Turkish. She, she's she been to Turkey. He asked me one day, he's like, so is she Muslim? Like, he just like out of the blue asked me, he's like, is she a Muslim? Like uh, you know, I see she's got. She's, Wait, your girlfriend? Yeah, no. He a asked Turkish my friend. Friend. Wait, yeah, what? He asked me if my girlfriend was Muslim, and I'm like, <laughs> no. And he's like, oh, look, oh it look. Seems like God. she's a Muslim, and I'm just like, no. I mean, she's got friends that are Muslim. She, she, you know, she's been to Turkey, but that doesn't make her Muslim. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like, what, what are you talking about? Like, and it's just, it's just, I think a, a lack of understanding about different people, about different cultures. I mean, we went to um a like it was this like convention for uh for young Buddhists. People who were who were interested in getting involved in Buddhism and it was like a, a gathering of all young people. And I remember Weird thing for a Muslim And to I do, remember I whatever. I told my parents about it. My mom was like, oh that's cool and my stepdad's like, so what is it, like a seance or something? we're really into halloween he's like was that like some like fucking ghost shit you know it's like i'm like like, i I thought he was punking me you know i'm like i'm like and then i realized i'm like this man literally doesn't know what buddhism is like he has no fucking clue he thinks halloween and buddhism are the same thing i I like that blew my mind you know and like but it, it, it makes me understand like what i'm dealing with you know like Maybe that's the lack of education or, 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 like a worldly view of having not met people that aren't just white, you know, and, and like cultured, uh, it, it's interesting, you know, that's, that's definitely, it, it, it's, it's eye opening, you know, cause I, I think at his heart, he's not a bad person. I don't think he thinks that he's being offensive or problematic, but he, he is, you know, um, but you know, I, I've decided I'm not going to just sit there and accept those things um, and, and, you know, I, I've had to deal with my own guilt of feeling certain ways and things I've said and done. So, you know, for me, I've decided I'm going to call it out when I see it. And I know we talked off mic, you know, is it worth it because you don't change the person's mind. But, you know, I, I, I got to try and I got to hope that maybe, maybe it'll it'll make that person think just a little bit more. And even if it doesn't make a permanent change, hopefully, hopefully they'll think about it more. And if not I'll just keep trying, right? Like what else do I have to lose? At least at least I don't accept it. And and they'll fucking know it because I'll fight them on it every second.
0: Yeah, and as my cousin once said to me, if you have to be uncomfortable because of racism, then everybody can be uncomfortable because of racism. Yeah.
1: That's that's uh
0: very well said. Very well said. Yeah, she she says a lot of things. Well, she's an amazing young woman. But yeah, that was that was actually in response to an incident that happened uh, this most recent Thanksgiving in which a Latino slur was used by someone's family member at whichever house we were at for that meal and keeping it vague. <laughs> and uh, I won't say the slur, but it rhymes with tick. And it brings out a rage in me that um is is just so poignant. I I honestly had thought that because the last meal I remember having with my mom was Thanksgiving dinner, I would spend Thanksgiving being sad, and yet I spent <laughs> the entire day being angry, which might have been say, a him, right? Like that's... <laughs> right. Um. But but it, it was it was weird because the person who said this, it's like you said, like he's not a bad person. It you know he does come from a place where this is just what you called people back then now in this instance he was definitely using it as a as a as a hateful term but forgetting that i am latino forgetting that i am a tick who's going to be in that family soon enough and you know i remember texting my cousin about it because i was like listen i don't know how i should feel about this and she was like did you call him out on it i'm like no i don't want to like ruin everyone's day it was like two in the afternoon Um, and, and she was like, listen, if you have to be uncomfortable because of racism, everybody can be uncomfortable because of it. She's like, you're a Latino man. You can't forget that. And you're going to be a part of this family. And I was like, I was getting fucking militant and I was getting radicalized over (laughs) tech by my cousin. Um, but you know, I, I have had talks with this man. We went up uh, to the country, uh, for Memorial day weekend. And, you know, I was helping him fix up the roof, doing like manly stuff at this trailer, you know, just. I just chopped down 7 trees with my bare hands and carried them up on my burly muscular shoulders and we were having a bit of a talk uh you know we were talking about flags as one thing and you know uh, he was talking about how like you know his father said that once you come to America you you should forsake all other flags and only fly the American flag and you know I was like I was like I can see that you know I can also see how this is a nation of immigrants so being proud of your original nationality is American, because we all bring something yeah. here. That's that's what we've been from the beginning. And he didn't deny it. Like I do have good conversations with him, but in particular, this conversation led to the use of the N word because he uses the N word pretty frequently. Not always in a hateful way. I mean, I guess it is always an, it is always in a hateful way. He might not mean it that way, but as a white man saying the N word, it is. It's a yeah. it's it's a hate it's a hateful term, you know. Uh, but you know, he has like he has some black kids on his job uh, that, you know, look up to him, uh, you know, looked up to him before he retired in the union. You know, guys that, you know, he really he really helped mentor and they were like, oh, hey, you're my N word. And they would call him that word. And and one, it's one of the coolest things in the world. When I'm like, I'm <laughs> that. But two, you know, like, <laughs> you know, he's like, oh, well, they say it on the job all the time. People say it in songs. Why can't I say it? Blah, blah, blah. You know, they they use it as a friendly term. They don't mean it as a bad thing. And I told him, I said, I get that. Uh, But as I said, I think it was episode eight, uh, the get out episode that I did with Josh. You know, I did fall into that in college. I would say, you know, I would say it because my black friends gave me a pass. But, you know, at a certain point, I realized the whole reason it's said by this community is because it's a reclamation of the term, at least as far as I see it. And that, you know, and I told this gentleman while we were having this conversation during manly uh <laughs> uh i you know I, I said i said this is the term that was used every time somebody lynched a person who was black every time somebody um you know sexually assaulted beat killed uh set on fire that was the word that was shouted at them so they are trying to reclaim it trying to take back the power of that and call you know and call each other that to 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 change it into something else i said i don't need to be a part of that effort i don't need to be a part of that reclamation effort anymore um you know i never was but i i really don't need to be saying that no, word no when a white you person say. says it you're kind of
1: corrupting the word again you know i think that's that's the problem it's it's not our place to do
0: yeah just like i feel it's not our place to say however you know however you should protest listen if you get results you get results Um, you know, but as I told him this, like, you know, he listened though. And he was like, well, I, you know, he said, I do see like these, you know, these people who are older in nursing homes, you know, calling the, you know, the people who work there and take care of them n words and all this other stuff. And he's like, I don't want to be that guy when I get there. You know, I, I am trying to just be more open-minded and a little more liberal about life. Um, so it is interesting, like when to pick your battles. I'm not sure if you could ever have a a, a discussion like that with your stepfather.
1: Probably not. <laughs> Probably not.
0: Because there are a lot of times like racist shit comes up and I just let it go because like, like I told you off mic, I said, I'm not going to change anybody's mind. It's just going to start a fight, blah, blah, blah. You know whose mind I have changed? My fiance's because, you know, she is very open minded and she has made, you know, she has made an argument for like, oh, well, what are, you know why does this thing matter why does that matter and um but she's always been open to to learning and i feel like i lay out a pretty good argument for for my for my stance and she's like oh well that makes sense whether it's racism or whether it's gun rights or whether it's any other sort of politics or or social issue like you know i feel like i i usually make a pretty solid point and and we we go from there we we have constructive discussions about it
1: yeah, I think that's so vital to be able to talk about these things. Like when I first met my girlfriend, uh, we've been dating five and a half years now. Uh, She brought up, she brought up race like pretty, pretty early on in the relationship and just like talking about it. Um, And I was really, uh... well,
0: you did invite her to a hate crime on your first
1: date. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that didn't help, but we learned a lot from it. You know? Yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> no that's. That, that is it's a joke. definitely a Eight joke. A I, pro- I promise. It's a joke. Um, <laughs> and I was really uncomfortable. She actually brought this up the other day. We were talking about stuff. And I was really uncomfortable. You know, we we were talking about... You're
0: eating cereal? She's like, why the fuck are you so white
1: right <laughs> now? Like, I'm sorry, white. Sorry. I'm just like, uh, I'm eating my fucking Cheerios <laughs> and drinking my milk in a glass. So, could you fucking leave me alone?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Can it be fucking chocolate milk? You lily white motherfucker. <laughs> you fucking white devil White devil.
1: <laughs> um... Uh, no, I'm I'm sorry, sorry. I'm she brought it, yeah, so she brought it up the other day and she was like, you were really uncomfortable. And I was like, I remember I, I was just like, I don't want to talk about this. Like, why do we have to talk about this race is not an issue to me. I don't see color, you know, the classic, right? Like I don't see yep. color. Like, I, like, why can't we just like not talk about it? Why do we have to worry about it? Because I didn't, I didn't understand, you know, I didn't, I didn't get why it was so important. And you, you know, you fast forward five and a half hour, uh, five and a half years later and here I am on a podcast with you talking about race and about color and about white privilege. And, you know, I, I feel much more comfortable discussing these things. Um, I feel like I have a better understanding. I'll never fully understand it because I am white. But, it, you know, I think it's so important to talk about these things. Because from talking about it with her, I was able to come to a point where I was more understanding and more comfortable and, and, and able to, to you know, discuss this with somebody. You know, I I feel like... Obviously, we have a good rapport. We're, we're very close, but I feel like if somebody I didn't know wanted to talk about this with me, I could I could have a discussion with them. And there's so many people that aren't willing to do that and can't, and that's that's sad. It's sad and it's frustrating. And until we get to that point, we're gonna have so many problems still. You know, like people have to be more open minded across the board.
0: It really is a shame. Uh, that's that's interesting that you had the oh like I don't see color thing. Uh, because have you ever seen uh the movie The Hate You Give? No. So The Hate You Give, it's uh is a good movie. Uh it came out a couple years ago. It pretty much speaks to exactly what's happening now. And um, you know, the main character of the movie, she's a, a black girl in high school and she has a white boyfriend. And his whole thing is, I don't see color, I don't see your color. And eventually she had to come out and say, Then you don't see me. Like that's the thing, like that color is somebody's identity, yeah. whether you like it or not. That color is their struggle. So there's no, you know, by, by you saying, I don't see color, not you in particular, but anybody who says that, yeah. you're also saying, I don't see your struggle. Absolutely. Or like, you know, uh, slightly off topic whenever, actually not off topic because it's Pride Month and, uh, you know, the Stonewall riots were started by... Uh, You know, drag queens and trans women throwing bricks and fucking rioting to save their own. So it is it is applicable. But like any time there's an LGBTQ plus character put in into a, a movie or a book or something like that and people go, who cares? I don't care. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, you you saying that it's not a big deal and you saying you don't care is you not recognizing how big of a step this is yeah. or, or well, how important easy when, representation is. Well, yeah, well,
1: when you have representation in everything, right? <laughs> like any movie, comic book, TV show, video game, sports figure, you have representation, like especially a white person, or a straight white male, you representation everywhere. You know? Like, everywhere. Like maybe once in a while it's not about you anymore. You know, it's about someone else having that representation. And like so many people – I can get triggered about that stuff but they just don't understand it they don't get that
0: lastly at least as far uh, as for me uh, I want to talk real quick about just um, you know social media there's been a lot of interesting stuff that's been happening on my feed I removed a lot of people after the 2016 election around that time and shortly after uh, you know unless they're people I absolutely have to be friends with you know who are who lean right or are, you know more conservative? I removed. I removed them. I'm at a point right now where I actually have a lot of my liberal friends who are attacking me anyway. You know, the big thing now is we can't ignore that there's an election coming up and that it's looking like it's going to be between Trump and Biden. So I've been posting a lot of anti-Biden stuff, and every time I do, I have my liberal friends hop on my ass, and they're like, "Oh, well, then you're giving up." The you're, you're throwing away your vote if you don't vote for Biden, this is our only chance to stop Trump. You have you know, you have to think about all the people who aren't privileged like you, like you come from a place of privilege and and you know, the you can afford to throw away your vote. But there are people who can't. They're depending on on Biden to win or they might just be saying Trump not to win because they on paper, at least, you know, they say they they hate
1: Biden as well. Nobody fucking cares about Biden, right? (laughs) Like like no one's like a huge Biden. Nobody's like, Joe Biden. Like it's it's about getting Trump out of office. And the other thing is I'll
0: I'll even post anti Trump stuff and then they're like, Oh well, all this anti Trump stuff, and you still won't vote for the one man who can get him out of office.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I get that too. I'll get, you know, you know, when the election happens, if Trump wins, you're not allowed to post this stuff anymore. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. I've gotten that from people. It's like I'm not a Trump supporter. So it's like, I don't know where you're getting that idea.
0: I don't know, man. I Like, I'm just, I'm at a point right now where, like, I really have to, like, I have to vent. I have to, you know, put my thoughts out there. And it's like, it's like my friend Jay said, he said that, you know, for the most part, it just makes us feel better about ourselves. But like, you know, it is a lot. Like, I've I've been having to tune out more and more from social media and tune out more and more from the news. Which sucks because the news cycle is ever evolving and you do want to be up to date with what's happening. But on the same token, how much stress can you can you handle? You know, I've been uh, going through a lot with just being in lockdown and, and and having to confront my myself. And you know, just to add to that, like every time I, I hop on Facebook, I have one of my own friends attacking me. And like, I'll admit, it really fucks me up, man. And like, I like to just be the one who's like, "Oh, I'm so strong," and I don't really care. But like, but like, literally, it fucks me up. But moreover, how do you think that's going to get me to vote for your rapist? How do you think that that's going to change my mind? You hopping on and just be, you know, just fucking attacking. Like, is that what campaigning for Biden is? Is that you know? I mean, apparently it is. You know, he'll come out and say, if you don't vote for him, then you're not black.
1: Or if you believe Tara Reid, then don't vote for him.
0: Which. I believe Tara Reid, so I, I won't too. vote for him. Like, it's just, it's that simple. I I feel. Um, how how do you feel about Biden? I know that's a very <laughs> broad question.
1: Yeah, I mean, but like, you know, where are you? So in this? so, you know, um, I grew up a Democrat, right? Uh, my mom was a Democrat. I you know I believed the Democratic Party was like my party, right? That's that's what I grew up on. Um, as I got older, I you know compared to a Republican yes a Democratic Party more aligns with what I believe um, but over the last let's uh, say five years or so honestly like I've, I've really educated myself a lot more on politics and on the world uh, on America and I, I consider myself um, not a liberal but a, a leftist uh, I, I you know I'm a Democratic socialist now and um, to me Joe Biden, Represents everything that I hate about politics, about politicians, and about America. Um, he, he is your your cookie-cutter politician who, you know, he, he was under Obama, right? And I know a lot of people loved Obama. I, I voted for Obama both times. Thought he, you know, I loved the guy for so long. He, he did a lot of horrible things. He put kid, kids in cages. People think Trump started that. He didn't. He, he, he's still doing it. But Obama started that. Um, you know, how many countries were drone strike? Like there, there was a lot of bad things that happened. A lot
0: of innocence. A lot yeah. of innocent
1: people killed and nobody nobody either knew or cared because everyone said Obama's a cool guy, you know? And Joe Biden was his VP. Uncle Joe. Look at all the memes that came out, right? He's a funny guy, he's chill, he's very Obama. memeable. Very memeable. Um, Joe Biden is a very problematic man. If you look at his his record in, in, in politics, he's always on the wrong side. He's always on the wrong side, you know, whether it's it's a racist policy or, or a homophobic policy or voting for the Iraq war, you know, like he, he never is the guy making the right decision. Um, and, and, you know, he has proven time and time again during this, this election that he is not the guy that we should be voting for, you know, whether it's saying we're going to teach the police to shoot people in the leg instead of the heart or, uh, you're you're not black. If you don't vote for me, um, you know, he, he's just, he's just so problematic and, you know, he has rape allegations against him. Um, he has been creepy towards women on camera multiple times. So imagine, right. So like what's happening off camera, these allegations are not that hard to believe. Um, So me, I cannot and I will not bring myself to go, I'm going to vote for a lesser of two evils because evil is still evil. And I don't believe Joe Biden's a good man. I don't believe he's a good politician. And I don't think he will help this country. His his slogan is nothing will fundamentally change. Well, the protests that are happening right now, the riots that are happening right now are about change, about changing this country for the better and helping the people that need it. And if he's not willing to push change, then why would I vote for him? So yes, that's, that's how I feel about Biden. I will, I will never vote for him because he is not, he's not the guy we need. He will not help us. I don't believe putting him in office will change much from Trump. I really don't. Trump's a piece of shit, but I I don't think we'll get much different from Biden. You know, like it'll go back to more behind closed doors stuff maybe, but you know, I I don't think it'll help our country. Um, And, and. I stand by that.
0: I really do. Well, yeah, like what's wild is I actually do feel like a little alleviated when I do see like, oh, Obama said this, Obama did that because the man's a war criminal, but God damn it if he didn't have class while he was drone striking weddings in Yemen. You <laughs> know, <laughs> you like he,
1: like, was a like cool he had guy, so man.
0: class and swag the whole time
1: and it's but easy to forgive to forgive someone when when they're that way right people will say yeah maybe obama wasn't great but at least he acted like a president that that's the thing that always gets me he acted like a president <laughs> so what Jeez. does that mean does that mean that as long as you give a good speech and you smile for the cameras and you act respectful to the people in the room if they when they walk out you shoot them all in the back it doesn't matter you know like like you can do any crime but as long as you act Like a professional, it's fine. Like that, that, that's what always gets me. I'm like, that, that doesn't mean anything.
0: I was talking to, uh, to Joe Armstrong today. He was from the Batman v Superman episodes of the podcast. Uh, go back and listen to them now. And, you know, he, he's, he's one of the more, um, the more educated people I know. And I really love having discussions with him. Uh, mainly because in this case, you know, he was surprised that I said I wasn't voting for Biden. But he didn't do the whole like, oh, well, you're letting down everybody if you don't vote for Biden. And and, you know, you're you're a fucking idiot. You're idealist, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, he he was he, I told him about about that stuff on Facebook. And he was like, why are you still on Facebook? You know, but, um, you know, but I said, like I told him, I said, Biden's a conservative. And I said that, you know, his voting record shows it. his voting record shows that he's pro segregation, that he's anti women's reproductive rights, that, yes, he was for the the Iraq War. You know, he he helped push through crime bills and everything that, that that targeted black people. And and, you know, he was like, oh, well, that's a long time ago. And I said, honestly, fair. If Tyler and I can change our 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 outlooks on things, surely joseph r biden can i don't know if ours is actual middle name but it flows <laughs> and um and, and and about it and i told him i said i said find me something recent then find me something recent that shows that he's a different person and i'll take it into account because i'm gonna be honest if if i did believe i i fucking oh it, the stuff i don't post about Trump like imagine that like you know the stuff that i do post is is very vile against him but like imagine the things that i don't say but like if if i did believe that joe biden had a chance of of unseating trump in november there's a chance that i might fucking vote for him like but i i honestly don't I don't believe that. The man can't string together a sentence. When he's put under any sort of pressure, he attacks whoever, he, whoever puts him under that pressure. You know, he has plenty of verbal gaps. He's, you know, I'm not going to go the ageist route. That's an easy one. Well, but well, especially when I thing. wanted Bernie to win.
1: People, people are saying, you know, someone like you and me not, who are not going to vote for him. That we're Bernie supporters. We're going to lose this election for them, right? The thing is that the, a lot of the people that were going to vote for Bernie are not Democrats, you know? Yes. They, they were never going to vote for your person. They were never going to vote for this Democratic candidate. Bernie Sanders was the only one that could pull them in, that could pull me in. That's it. Because he had policies that spoke to us, that that pushed for real change, you know? And like, so you grabbed a group of people who, who normally would never vote uh, the same with you or aligned with you on this, you could have had them, you know? We could have come together and voted for Bernie Sanders and and taken down Trump and put something into, in, 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 something different into the presidency. But, you know, and I, I, I'm I sorry, but the DNC is corrupt. They, they did it last time. They've done it again. I mean, Super Tuesday was a fucking Ridiculous, ridiculous! Coordinated move by the DNC. Yeah, right. Having everybody just fucking drop out. Pete Buttigieg drops out when he's in second place. The guy's in second place. He gets a phone call from Obama. He turns his plane around and he he announces he's dropping out. That's that's the most corruption I've ever heard. And yet Elizabeth Warren stays in. Elizabeth Warren, who was speaking to a lot of Bernie voters, she seemed to have a lot of similar ideals. And come Super Tuesday, she takes some of his votes away, and what happens? Joe Biden he walks away the winner of Super Tuesday, and then she drops out. Right? Coordinated attack by the DNC, very corrupt, and and they 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 took it away from us again. You know they want Joe Biden to be their guy, but you have to realize now by taking away Bernie Sanders, you you aren't you aren't losing Democratic voters. You're losing this group of leftist. You know, people, Democratic socialists, communists even, who, who were coming together for this one candidate, for this movement, they're not going to vote for Joe Biden. They're not going to vote for anyone you put in there just because they're a Democrat. So we're not losing the election for them. They never had our vote. You know, if Bernie Sanders was there, then they would have had a united movement, but they didn't do that. So to me, it's bullshit when they say that, that we're going to lose it for them. Like no, that's not true. But at the same time, we're not voting for Trump, right? You're never gonna vote for Trump. I'm never going no. to vote for Trump. That would that would never happen. So to me, you're dead even. You're still even, right? Like a, if a vote for for Trump is you know a vote against Biden, or a vote for Biden you know is against Trump, then then we're even because we're not voting for either. So so you can't pin that on us. You you can't do that. Like that's just that's just not how it works.
0: And is Bernie still on the ballot? I'm pretty sure he
1: was put back on. He, still so. is. he didn't drop out. He suspended his campaign because Bernie Sanders is a very naive person. He, he's a nice man who likes to play nice with the DNC, but he still wants to enact change. And he's going to get every vote he can so that he can try and push that platform. And, and, and so if I have the choice between voting for him or Joe, voting for Joe Biden or voting for Trump, I'm going to vote for Bernie Sanders. And there's other people, I, you know, the Green Party, do I expect them to ever win? No, but at least their platform makes more sense to me. So I might even go that route. You know, there, there there's other options. I I don't believe in this two party system. I don't like you, you. You can't tell me that there's any difference between the Democrats and the Republicans at the end of the day. You know, they go hand in hand.
0: And that that speaks to what I've been saying about Biden, too, that. Like, people are like, oh, well, you know, he'll put in a, a left Supreme, a lefty Supreme Court judge to kind of balance things out and stuff. But I really don't think he will. Like, no. he, he just hasn't shown anything in, in what he said or done or any of his beliefs or his voting history that that he gives a shit. He is a conservative man running under a blue banner. And uh, I, I also love what you said about, like, we're not we're not splitting the party or we're not. You know, taking votes away from them. One of my friends said that to me. She was like, yeah, but don't you think it's splitting the party? And I said, the socialists were never going to vote Democrat. What do you mean? It
1: was ne- yeah, it was never happening. Like, they, don't, they can't wrap their heads around that.
0: Yeah, if you're having a pool party and you have 20 people you invited and I bring another 20 people with me and then, I'll, you know, they don't know anybody there. You know, they they even brought their own beers, Ty. They brought their own beers. They're not like taking any of the beers or like or any of the, you know, the liquor that you have at the tiki bar behind on your stone patio, um, you know, with the with the semi in ground, semi-above ground pool. You know, that you know, they're they're barely even getting in the pool. They're like sitting along it, you know, they're putting their feet in it. Um, you know, and they're talking to the people they know and they're talking to me. And I'm introducing a couple of people to the people at the party, but by the time I leave If I bring my, um, this is a straight to the point analogy. By the time I leave, you know, and I take my people with me, they're like, "Oh, you're splitting the party." No, like these were my people from the beginning. Why would they, why would they stay at your party when they brought their own beer? You know, they don't need anything from you. You know, you you weren't giving them anything.
1: Exactly. You're not splitting the party. You're you're just you're you're taking back the party that you were with originally, right? Like they're they're not part of that group. They they were never part of that group. You had a chance to grab them and have and join with them, which is such a rare fucking chance that this happened. And it happened two elections in a row. Unbelievable. And and Seriously. and we didn't you know it didn't we didn't let it happen. And it's not you know, it's one thing if if Bernie Sanders lost fair and square, but he didn't. He didn't two elections in a row. So, you know, don't tell me now I gotta play nice and accept your your candidate. Like why don't why accept you? accept that corruption? Yeah, like, like I, I, that's what I don't get. Like, so what is the reason people want Trump out of office? Right? A, he's a rapist. Um, B, he's a racist. Uh, C, he's incompetent. Right? Like, these are all traits that represent Joe Biden. Like, you can put yeah. those all of those things up there, and they can they can be either one of these men. So, I, I people I respect will say. We can't ignore the Tara Reed stuff, you know. We have we have to look into it. You know, Joe Biden's problematic. He's he's shitty. He's not great. But damn it, I'm going to vote for him. Think about yep. that, fucking think about that. You're telling me that this guy is not a good person. That you're questioning his ethics, his morals, and yet you're saying no matter what, you're still going to vote for him because he's not Donald Trump. They won, like the. They, 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 Like, we've all lost them. If that is our only options, then we have truly lost.
0: And because when you, when the DNC gets those votes, they'll still see, okay, so these people will still vote for our candidate. There's no reason we have to, you know, change our tactics at all. There's no reason we have to change our dirty tactics. We can still be completely corrupt and, and they'll still, you know, vote for us. And like a lot of, a lot of people are like, oh, so you're just trying to send a message and people are going to suffer. They're going to suffer anyway. Yeah, they are. And it's not just about, like, I'm really not trying to be that that edgelord who's like, I'm sending a message to the system, man. Fuck the system. When, when, like, you know, when I have, you know, nothing to lose from it. If my candidate is still on the ballot, why would I not vote for my candidate? If I hate a candidate, why would I vote for that candidate in the first place? Like I said, I just, I, I don't believe he has a chance of of getting Donald Trump out of office. I think there's no way. And I don't believe that that his interests are in any way aligned uh, with the interests of the people. You know, my friend uh, today, Joe, he said, um, you know, he said like, well, he may not appoint a lefty judge, a Supreme Court justice, but he'll, he'll promote somebody who's a little more left. And like gradually the change will happen. The change will go back. Like at this point, things are getting so drastic. I don't see that happening. Like I think people are holding on to a system and to a country that, that is becoming something of the past. And it's either you know, going to give birth to something worse or, or hopefully something better. Like, I really don't I really Yeah, I mean, if anything, we've moved in it. the
1: opposite direction, right? Like, we've, we've just gone so far to the right. Like, there doesn't seem to be anything moving to the left. I, I don't see how people can say that. You know, like, there, that doesn't seem to be the direction we're trending. And, like, I, I think about how many people were running you know, uh, for the democratic party. And I'll be honest, the only one I really liked was Bernie Sanders, but of all of them, Joe Biden was probably the worst candidate. Like, like I, I would have rather have seen Pete Buttigieg up there. Well, I'm not a fan of, um, anyone like Beto O'Rourke. Like there's so many people that, that would have been a better choice than him. He's literally the worst person. He can't even go on stage and talk. So like it, it, he it just gets you, in fights with average people. Yeah. Like it's just mind blowing uh, to me that like, this is your guy. This is this. Is, you're going to hang your banner on him. Like, wow, you, you really don't give a fuck. Like you don't care. Like to me, it means the Democratic Party doesn't really care about winning. They just care more about not losing to a socialist. They don't want a socialist in power. So they would rather lose the election to Donald Trump than let someone like Bernie Sanders in office. And to me, that means, well, then, no, I'm not going to give you my vote. I'm going to send that message because it's the only thing that I can actually do that will make a difference.
0: It's really frustrating. I feel like I've repeated a lot of the same points so many times. And, you know, like, I'm not sure we have time for the pendulum to swing slowly to the left because, like, America was never there. So where where did the pendulum start in the first place? You know, you basic science, if you want to use that, that fucking pendulum analogy, right? In seventh grade, you had Mr. Braun too, right?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, I think so, yeah.
0: For science? Yeah, we were in the same homeroom. That's when I met you. So seventh grade, Mr. Braun used to do this experiment where he would tie a bowling ball to the ceiling and he would hold the bowling ball up to his nose and drop it and it would swing across and then swing back to his face, but it wouldn't hit it because no matter what, it lost its kinetic energy. And like if you want to use that pendulum pendulum analogy, that's what happens. the The kinetic energy, you know, it doesn't go all the way right, then all the way left, then all the way all the way right, then all the way left. Like the kinetic energy of of that pendulum, it dissipates, and you know, it's it it never it never gets to that place. You know, my my argument is that we never really were in a great place to begin with. And, you know, you, you, and I and a bunch of other people are wishing for like this I- idealistic society, you know, but it's not, I don't think that's the kind of thing that comes gradually. You know, it's the kind of thing that, you know, that just, that just has to be, has to be taken. And what, what form will this take? <sighs> I don't know. You know, I, you know there are a lot of people who are still trapped in that two-party system, and they're like, "Oh, this is the only way." Blah blah blah. But like, no, it doesn't. It doesn't have to be this way. It doesn't you don't have to have that lesser two evils. You don't, you know, you don't have to have to conform to this two-party system because you're encouraging them every time you vote within it. I did last time.
1: You wouldn't do it again, right? Like I, you know, I did the same thing. I wouldn't do it again. And I think if you you go out to the protests right now, if you were to go there right now and talk to the people out in the streets protesting Black Lives Matter and you ask them if they want to wait for gradual change they're going to tell you no. Because we can't survive gradual change. We need to have immediate immediate change. And if you vote for Joe Biden you're spitting in the face of that change. That's how I feel. That's how I feel about it.
0: And it's absolutely a right to feel that way and in like in the show blackish they had an election episode that i've also mentioned in previous episodes but you know they were you know asking andre the main character like why he wasn't like super upset about trump winning and blah 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 like that was the whole thing it was all these white liberal people uh who are like upset about trump winning and andre was like oh whatever and they're like how could you not care blah 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 and he's like he's like this my people have suffered under democratic and republican presidents throughout our entire history in this country what are you talking about you know he's like i've loved this country even when it hasn't loved me but like you know things you know things are still going to be the same for these people regardless of who the leader is unless it's you know it's the right leader maybe it's not the leader maybe we we, we all fucking separate into our own little st- you know states i don't know i really i really don't
1: it's about the movement right like we gotta we gotta stop putting all our energy into one person you know bernie sanders i think was a great example of that yeah i think so many people got behind him when when he you know suspended his campaign it was heartbreaking but it doesn't mean his movement has to die we we can continue that movement and if we have to find another leader for it we will but you, you can't just turn your back on it if you really truly believe in it.
0: Yeah, you don't. You really shouldn't let everything rest on one figurehead, which I think we talked about in the Snowpiercer episode. Yes. So with that being said, who knows how many things have happened in the news since we began this podcast. Uh, do you have anything else to add in your closing statements, Mr. T.?
1: Yeah, I want to say, I, I think the people listening to this probably have a uh, similar viewpoint to us, or, or at least can understand it. Um, and most of you probably are supporting you know, the, the protests that are going on right now in Black Lives Matter. Um, and I think it's really important to show our, our support, to be an ally. And maybe that doesn't mean going out and protesting in the streets, but it's supporting the people that are. Um, and if you go to minnesotafreedomfund.org... You can donate, um, and they're going to use that money to help bail out a lot of the protesters that have been arrested, um, get lawyers for them. It's it's going to a good cause. I know a lot of people have been donating to them, uh, and, and they're really appreciative. It's 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 going directly back into the communities and helping these people. So that's MinnesotaFreedomFund.org. Um, I highly encourage everyone to to donate. It doesn't have to be a lot of money. You got five bucks? Throw five bucks in there. It adds up, you know. And uh, I think we're gonna we're gonna sh- throw that in our show notes, right?
0: Yes, that's gonna make it into the show notes, along with a lot of different articles and uh, you know movie suggestions. Because the, you know the stuff is founded on 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 history. Like you know we're not just saying these things to to upset people. These like these are literal things that people have talked about and admitted to and 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 have had and have studied before. So you know if you're looking for a little bit of an education, that's in the show notes. If you have anything else to add, remember that uh, you can reach out to us. You can find us at politipoppodcast.wordpress.com, which is where you'll find our show notes. You can find us at Podbean. Um, you can find us, uh, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify now. You can email us at, at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at politipoppod. Find us on Instagram at politipoppodcast.
1: Yeah, I mean, just just remember, it could be the smallest, smallest, smallest thing that you do. Um, whatever it is, whether it's it's correcting someone, making a racist comment, or or just trying to get to understand someone, a person of color, you know, um, don't be afraid to to talk about these things and learn about these things. I think uh, for me, that's been one of the most important things in my life, and it's been very rewarding. So I, I encourage anyone who's listening to think about these questions and, and, and you know, think about where you stand on them.
0: Yeah. And when your whole way of thinking is challenged, your body does fight back as if it's a physical threat. Uh, so, you know, like that's where your stepfather comes from and, um, where I've, I've come from when being presented with certain truths and where a lot of other people do. So I know it's, it's tough. You recoil at the thought of certain things, but, uh, don't, don't hesitate to just reach out there and give yourself space to learn, forgive yourself, Um, you know, do your best to educate others and, uh, you know, that's, that's about it. There's, there's not really much else to say. Um, you know, stay safe out there, stay informed, stay woke. And for the Politipop podcast, I've been Mike Booch. I've been Ty. No matter what you're watching, no matter what you're listening to, no matter what you're reading, never stop learning, never stop thinking, but if you need to take a break, that's absolutely okay. Take care of yourself, and read between the lines. Hopefully you enjoyed the second part of our two-part episode. Today we're going to be writing out on This is America by Childish Gambino. It was relevant when it was written, it's relevant now, hopefully In the near future, it won't be relevant. But we'll see. Don't just listen to the song, watch the music video because they really go hand in hand and they help each other out. One without the other is an injustice to the art and the artistry that is Childish Gambino. Everybody, uh, stay safe out there. Stand up for what's right. His drug dealers were race. Uh, his his drug dealers were racist. <laughs> um.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Shit, man, this goes deep. <laughs>
0: oh my god, sorry. <laughs> uh, you know, all, all the girlfriends I've ever seen him have were black. But that's not right. So. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on a second. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yeah, This is so fucked up, dude. Die. Dude, get your dad I on this podcast. to
1: interview that motherfucker right now. All of his girlfriends were black. All of his wives were Chinese. All his drug dealers, dealers
0: of his, were fucking racist. All of his drug dealers were black. <laughs> they were racist. They were racist
1: black people. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, that's the funniest I've heard all week. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Boy.
0: Oh, Holy man. Oh, what are we going to do? <clears throat> all right. Here we go. Settle. Settle. And see.